What up, my fellow Arties? Happy Thursday. Happy almost middle through the way of the summer. Oh my God, we're almost halfway through the summer. How much of a bummer is that? I mean, I guess if you're in Australia and you're listening, you're like halfway through the winter and you're like, yay, score. But I feel like the summer always just flies by. And I love going outside, but it's been like about 150 degrees on the regs here in Vegas. And that just makes it not as great. Like, I don't want to go outside and burn to a crisp, you know? Like, even the pool is hot. It's not even refreshing. And I know, like, obnoxious problems, but, you know, it is what it is. Happy summer. Yay! (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start with a quick card pull today, and then I have some thoughts from my card pull last week. I don't remember the card, but I remember the aha moment that I had afterwards, and it was really funny. Okay, so the first card, so I did a three-card pull. I don't typically do, but I felt into it, did a three card pull. And then I like referred back to my necklace that I use as a pendulum as like a, hmm, which card is the most significant today? So the card that was most significant today, didn't even know it existed in this deck because I don't think I've ever pulled it before, but it's protection. Call back your power, cut the cords and retrieve your soul. First, where is my soul? Legit though. Like, is it not in me? Minutely concerning. Um, But basically like, shed the interactions, the relationships that are draining and call back into my power, um, like what my soul needs. Right. So I thought that was interesting, interesting. And then the next one that was like the second most important, I think in based off of the necklace and how quickly it spun is Akasha your guidance is divinely guided. So this is like saying that there are things that have been like predetermined. Wait, is that this one? No, that's not this one. That one's the next one. Sorry, guys. Basically, this is like, I'm on the right path. Keep doing what I'm doing. But also my soul pieces are everywhere. I feel like I'm getting mixed signals this week, guys. (laughs) And then this last one is trust the niggle. What is the niggling feeling trying to tell you? Like an annoying feeling, something that's coming up. And I don't have answers for any of these this week, to be completely honest. But I think that it's so insightful to like at least have something to noodle about as the week progresses and see if anything comes up. The aha moment that I had last week, again, I don't remember what card I pulled, but I think my question was like, what can I do to solidify more people for like one of the upcoming events? And literally, like, right before I had started recording last week's episode, someone had purchased a ticket for the event specifically that I had in mind. And I was like, oh my God, cool, cool, cool. Love that that happens. Obviously, that wasn't just like a spur of the moment someone purchased. That was someone I had been conversing with for a hot minute. And it just happened at that period of time. But gotta love the manifestations that sometimes happen on what seems like a whim, but really is a lot of effort. And I guess due diligence behind it, you know? So I have kind of an actual topic today, which is cool because I feel like I don't always have those. But I think that this is a fun one for you guys to noodle about because I found that in my conversations over the past couple of months that when I was referring to the roundtables as networking events rather than connection spaces, 
it brought up like a weird connotation for people. And I had so many people respond back with, I don't really need networking in my life right now. And like, that's cool. Or I don't really like networking events or what makes your networking event different. And basically there's some trauma seemingly around the term networking events in our field. Um, It could be because a lot of them are based on like people selling things, right? Like whether it's a supplement company, a pharmaceutical company, a formula company, there's always sales associated with what's kind of um, gilded as a networking event when in reality it's a sales pitch that you're getting free food for and there's a wee bit of networking involved. Or you're going to this massive networking space or massive conference, if you will. Um, And massive, I'm thinking like a hundred or more people, right? Like that is, you're not going to talk to a hundred people in a two or three day conference, just not going to happen. So thoughts with that there are neither of these spaces are inherently networking events. They always have like with Fancy, for example, right? Like there's CEUs that probably take precedence or making introductions to brands, if that's your vibe. It's not necessarily getting to know your fellow dietitian at these events that is the priority at these events. And that's not a bad thing, right? There's a time and a place where having CEUs or getting CEUs should be a priority or learning about a formula or supplement or pharmaceutical that you're working with your clients with, right? Like those are important, but networking is is not the priority at either of these styles of events at all. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not. And I think because we, as a, as a field, we kind of still see these events as like the go-to ways to network that we're kind of jaded by networking events because we don't come out with genuine connections and relationships that we can continue to build and foster post these events most of the time right? It's, we've exchanged business cards. Maybe we'll chat one time via email, just like a, hey, remember me from Fancy? Hope all is well. Maybe you'll have a continued relationship built upon that, but probably not. And same goes with like those smaller, um, like pharma dinners. You'll maybe talk to those two people next to you and then there's nothing else after that, right? So my thoughts on this Networking events versus community creation focused events or community fostering events. So thoughts on networking events. They're primarily organized to facilitate connections and interactions with individuals of like professional, similar professional or similar business interests. And the primary goal of events like this are to create opportunities for people to meet, exchange information in theory, build relationships that can then benefit careers or businesses. And these events often take forms of conferences, seminars, workshops, social gatherings, where attendees can actually engage in conversation, exchange contact information, and explore potential collaborations and partnerships. Networking events tend to be more structured and focused on fostering professional connections rather than community building, per se. So if you notice... In what should be a networking event, there's time to interact with other humans, to get to know them, to build those connections. And maybe there are ulterior motives in 
those type of networking events where it's strictly a networking event, right? Like maybe you want to sell to, maybe you want to sell through, maybe you're talking to someone who can help you advance your career. And that's okay. If that's like a subsidiary reasoning for going to a networking event, if that's your sole purpose for networking is to like level up, that's that's not ideal, right? Go back to some of the earlier discussions I had about like networking, selling to, or rather selling through, not selling to, because that's going to benefit you so much when you are actually at a networking event. And yeah, you may want to network so that you can get to know someone so that they can introduce you to someone. But if you notice at the root of all of that, it's building a relationship. So yeah, you can probably have that end goal, but the tiny steps that you need to take to get there are focused on relationship building. And that is key at networking events. So the five key features of networking events, kind of just to sum up a recap. One, focus on professional or business related connections. Two, emphasis on exchange of information and building relationships. Building relationships. You heard? Okay. Three, a structured format. So sometimes there's like scheduled events or presentations within it. And again, that's part of the networking space but also making time for building relationships is really important. Number four, there'll be opportunities for individuals to showcase their expertise or promote their business. And again, if you're if you're at a space where there is a presentation happening, yeah, you're probably gonna hear mostly from that one person. But remember, you can also do that in smaller groups as well if there are breakout spaces within this networking event. And then five, common industries like finance, technology, marketing, entrepreneurship, in our case, it would be mostly dietitians at this event, right? If it's a networking event specifically for dietitians, or it could be like brands that work with dietitians or that dietitians use, right? All key features to what a networking event would be. More so business focused. Yes, relationship building is key for those long-term business relationships, but it's not necessarily a community that's being fostered. I think I heard the word collaboration once, right? To explore potential collaborations or partnerships in this space. But I think your your POV and your goal of a networking event should still be relationship building. So a networking event in comparison to like a community fostering space or a community creation focus space, vastly different, right? A community creation focus space is designed to bring people together based on shared interests, passions, or identities with a focus on building a sense of community and fostering collaboration and mutual support within these spaces. So here we're kind of creating an environment for individuals to connect on a deeper level, engage in meaningful discussions, share knowledge and resources, and then work collectively towards common goals or causes. Community creation focuses on spaces that take various forms. So that could be co-working spaces, online forums, um, some type of like hobby club or a book club, a meetup. And in these spaces, they often prioritize inclusivity, collaboration, and personal growth. And if you've heard anything about what I've talked about, the roundtable rendezvous, it is 100% a community creation focused space because we're kind of all on the same playing field, right? I don't pretend to know all of the things. I'm a moderator of the conversation, but allowing people to speak in those spaces and share their POVs, share their lived experiences is really where the growth and self-reflection happens. And that's an integral part of the personal growth piece so that you can 
so that you can build those relationships and then subsequently collaborate, right? We need to do the inner work before we can build the relationships, understand what our superpowers are, what their superpowers are, before we can take that step with them to collaborate. So that's really the focus of a community creation space. There's self-development in addition to networking with people, right? And like, that's not to say that it has to go in like a very specific order, but I think you do have to be doing some work on yourself before you can genuinely build those relationships with people. You have to know what your strengths are or if you need a wing person, right? To like help you interact with other people at an event. Knowing all of this is so, so, so helpful prior to going into a networking space or a community creation space, doing the inner work. So the five key features of a community creation focused space. One, focusing on shared interests, passions, or identities. And in the case of the roundtable rendezvous, that's being a dietitian. That's the mutual shared interest. And then everyone in the space has their own unique niche, their own unique lived experiences, their own unique journeys as a dietitian, because damn, it can be really hard to be a dietitian. Am I right? Um, But yeah, so the, the focus or rather the shared interest there is being a dietitian. Second, emphasis on building a sense of community and fostering collaboration. Man, if you are listening to this podcast, I really hope it comes through that I am so, so, so for creating and fostering collaboration and also just like uplifting people who are in that space as well, right? Like no shitting on each other. But yeah, everything, every part of the conversation conversations that happened at the roundtable rendezvous and will continue to happen at the roundtable rendezvous are about fostering collaboration. Literally, we dissect why we're not a collaborative field as a whole and work to collaboratively work to figure out ways that we could be more collaborative as a field. Three, informal, if rather informal and flexible environment that encourages open discussions and creativity. Man, I don't know what is more informal than sitting at a brewery, drinking some beers, probably eating some fried food and talking about different experiences that we've had because they're all really valid, right? Because they've obviously have made an impact on us if we're sharing about it. So allowing the ebb and flow of the conversation, I think is also really important in a community creation space. Four, opportunities for individuals to contribute, learn, and grow within the community. Yeah, 100%. Contribute, totally, because the whole conversation is a roundtable. Learn, most definitely. Seeing people's different POVs and maybe doing a little bit of self-introspection based off of like what our ideas are, based off of what someone else's ideas are. Running their ideas through our internal value system and determining if their input is something that we agree with maybe can learn from, maybe disagree with, and we're not going to change our opinion on it. And that's okay too, right? But I think it's really important to hear those different POVs. And then five, common areas like social activism, art, culture, personal development, and shared hobbies, right? So the conversation still semi needs to have a common thread. And I think for dietitians, it really is the process of becoming a dietitian. I think that threads us all together, even though we all have different niches, probably. We had similar roots and those roots are what grew us into the dietitians that we are to some extent. Obviously, there's been lived experience since, 
but we all kind of have this common thread of like, oh yeah, we learned this in school and that wasn't fantastic. Or we learned this in school or I learned this in school and this is how it affected me or influenced me. And maybe that's different than someone else's experience, you know, but that common thread of like, ooh, we're in this for four years now, six years because ye old master's degrees. But yeah, I think that that's our common thread as RDs, even though our journeys are probably vastly different from each other's. So I hope that these two explanations shed a bit more light on the differences between like a networking specific event and a community creation specific event. I think it should be noted that some spaces such as conferences, they do have a networking component to them, but oftentimes as dietitians, like I said earlier, we attend them for the CEUs and the knowledge gained rather than interacting and meeting with new people. Because you probably go to Fancy with your RD besties and you probably only talk to your RD besties. Think about that. So unless you have some specific goal to talk to X number of people and follow up with X number of people after the conference, oftentimes the genuine networking piece can go by the wayside. I want to hone in on the fact that in a community creation space, there can be structure and discussion around a specific topic, but the space is typically more focused on going deeper and forming correction connections around those topics or around those discussions. The connections will typically be fostered both at the event and post-event, right? Hence community creation. We can't create a community in one day. It needs to be ongoing and everyone kind of has to be on board. Community creation spaces truly do focus and hone in on the inclusivity and allowing each other's superpowers to shine rather than dimming someone else's light. They're spaces where personal growth can foster collaboration. I don't, well, I'm not going to force my preference on you. I was going to say I don't have a preference, but (laughs) I do. But I'm not going to force my preference on you. Think about how you would feel at each of these events, knowing the details, right? Like you've probably been to a conference or fancy or some type of networking dinner for a pharmaceutical company or a formula company. How did you feel at those events? And maybe you've attended the roundtable rendezvous. And if so, awesome. How did you feel at that event? And if you haven't experienced a community creation event, are there any like spaces in your world where you feel supported, like thoroughly, genuinely supported by those around you? It could be with family. It could be with another group of friends. Where do you genuinely feel supported? And that's what a community creation space should feel like. You should feel supported. You should feel heard. You should feel maybe a little bit outside your comfort zone because there's some personal growth happening there. And then you should also feel like you should be able to like, continue to the conversations with those people and build relationships, right? So give that a noodle. Where do you feel like that? Where have you felt like that? And do you have a preference, a networking event or a community creation event? Shoot me a DM if you're noodling about this, because I would love to know your noodles. I'd love to hear your nudes, not your nudes. Oh God, I call nudes, noodles, nudes for short. I don't want to hear your nudes. I would love to hear your noodles, like thinking about this, right? Like what are your thoughts and thoughts or noodles? I feel like I need to clarify that as well. Oh, really sending myself down a hole here. Anyway, I would love for you to share your thoughts on this what your preference, what you think your preference is and why. Because I think it's important to know. And if you don't have anyone in your world to talk to about it, I'm here for it. Well, 
I'm not here for it because you can't talk to me here on a podcast. I'm on Instagram for it. So hit me up at the Dietitian Collaborative, hop into my DMs, and we can have a convo about this because I think that this needs to be talked about. So yeah, would love to know your thoughts, guys. Um, I tentatively might take a month off of the podcast. If I do choose to do that, I'll hop back on next week and give you like a one to five minute update about what that looks like but I haven't fully decided yet. So mostly because I'll be doing a ton of traveling for the Roundtable Rendezvous um, mid through the end of the month. And I don't know how much time I'm going to have to like actually have good sound quality for you guys. Cause I know I did two or three weeks of really shit sound quality and that's not fair to you. So I might, I, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but I'll keep you updated. So until next time guys, bye. Bye.